Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome, everyone. Welcome to Marie Menu Cherry Show. It is Thursday evening as usual. We are live on Thursdays between 7 and 8 o'clock at night here in the Seattle area. It's about, what do, what do you think it is, like 87 degrees outside? Is it that hot? Yeah, it's got to be around there still. Yeah. Maybe in the lower 80s, but it still feels warm out right now. Yeah. Tom and I were talking about the heat because Tom's from Arizona and he doesn't really like the heat. <laughs> I- I'm really enjoying it. I don't normally like the heat either, but it's been kind of cold here in, in Washington in our beautiful summer weather. It has been kind of a weird yeah. summer. It's kind of been on again, off again. It has been, Summer yeah. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so today it's really hot and I enjoyed it. Took a long nap in the shade. It's just absolutely gorgeous outside. Tonight we're talking about beliefs, and beliefs are about the third layer of the field. Um, we're talking about the law of attraction as well, because many, many people, thanks to the Oprah show and the wonderful book, The Secret, are working on creating what they want in their life, and I applaud everyone who's out there in the world doing it. A lot of times what happens when there's certain things that we're having difficulty manifesting is because we have deep-seated beliefs that are the opposite of what we're trying to create, and these beliefs can even have been created in a previous lifetime, and I'll explain that in, in just a little bit. So these beliefs are very deeply seated, and what's important for us is to acknowledge that we most likely have a belief that's the opposite of what we're trying to create, especially if we've worked on it for a long time, and there doesn't seem to be any movement regarding it, and that we'll need to seed our conscious and ultimately the subconscious mind with new beliefs. And and the way to do that, I believe, is to create mantras or affirmations, while at the same time that you're also spending a lot of energy manifesting what you want in your life, but creating these mantras or affirmations that will, that you can report or speak to yourself silently. No one needs to know that you're doing them. And eventually the subconscious mind will take the cue, let those seed into your body, into your cells, into your DNA. And then before you know it, what you're wanting to manifest will be right here in your life. So we already have callers on the line. And why don't we go to go ahead to the phones, Tom? Okay, we've got uh, Susan calling from Australia. Hi, Susan. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. When's the last time I called you? Oh, good. So things have improved since the last time we spoke? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Getting there. Oh, great. Great. And so what's the temperature in your part of the world? Now, I knew you were going to ask me that, and we have degrees (laughs) Celsius, not Fahrenheit. Right, right. Um, It's like 15 degrees Celsius. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. know what that is Fahrenheit. <laughs> All right. Well, as you can tell by my hesitation, that I don't know what it is either. Yeah, we have no clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Let's just say it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's winter here. <laughs> right. So, what can I do for you to t- tonight? Um, I'm actually, I'm actually going to ask you a medical question because it's something myself and my sister were mm-hmm. about a year and a half difference between us. I've always wanted to know. We've we've had a a poly polycystic ovaries, PCOS. Mm-hmm. Both of you? And um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she has it a lot you know, stronger than I have, but I definitely have, have it mm-hmm. slightly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it's been linked with insulin resistance, which oh, is... Oh, that's interesting. You know, something that you... And um, we've 
taking drugs like metformin. Have you ever heard of the drug metformin? I haven't, but you know, I haven't been in a hospital in about eight years, so if it's <laughs> relatively new, I don't, you know, I don't know if it is, but if it's relatively new, I probably won't have a lot of awareness of it. It's got something to do with um, with insulin and um, mm. and maintaining that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, a, on a good level. But the, the symptoms that my sister and I have always wanted to know about is that with with any sort of hormone imbalance such as this, if it's polycystic ovaries, I'm not sure, um, you seem to get a lot of systems, um, symptoms of testosterone, mm-hmm. um, you know, like more hair, mm-hmm. so, you know, um, bigger shoulders, mm-hmm. et etc. Et I was wondering if that was something that could be balanced yeah. energetically or... Absolutely. You know, my thought process is when we look at the reproductive organs, when anyone's, when women are having a challenging time with their organs, their ovaries, fallopian tubes, their uterus, whatnot, it has a lot to do with the relationship that they feel or what they perceive about their mother. So uh-huh. so that's one thing I would look at is um, you and your sister, since you, you both have this disease, which has been genetically li- linked, at least in medical science, um, look at your relationship with your mom or your thoughts or beliefs about your relationship with your mom and your perception of it. Um, te- mm-hmm. Technically, what women do um, is repress frustration and anger in their lower pelvic cavity, and it can cr- uh-huh. create issues, if you will, or situations. But when we're, when we're looking at specifically at the female reproductive organs, we're looking at relationships with one's mom. So how do you feel about yep. your mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, mom was the more dominant um, of mm-hmm. the parents, obviously, mm-hmm. as you say, because we've done a lot of looking at it, actually. Right. But um, my mom actually had a ovarian cancer. Oh, um, my she goodness. She actually passed away. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Wow. But um, that caused us to look <laughs> at that relationship a lot. And you're actually, you mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm sure it's gone back generations. Right. She had problems with her mom. And, right. And the absolutely. Whole thing, as a and, lot of women do. So. Right. And that's what makes it hereditary. In my mind, when I look at diseases that are classified hereditary, it has a lot to do with family patterning. And so here's, yep. here's an exercise for you and your sister, because you're both really astute, really bright, very much aware of energy um, and use it regularly in your life. And so an exercise mm-hmm. that I think that will be really helpful is, and your mom's on the other side, so she'll be even more helpful because she's not stuck in her own patterns as deeply as yep. if she were in a body, right? Um, is, yep. is to have some visualizations, some creative visualizations of being in relationship with your mother, and it's great, you know. So maybe you'll recall an age, you know, perhaps five, and you'll creatively visualize in your mind your mom showing up exactly the way you would have loved her to be. Um, and uh-huh. and uh-huh. the way that this can occur is because everyone has a higher self, right? And your mother's yep. higher self would l- wish that she had been um, a more nurturing or loving mother, and so, uh-huh. so you can go ahead and create these beautiful visualizations. She'll help you out with it. She'll help both of you out with it. And then maybe we'll see a reduction in these symptoms so that you can perhaps not have to take, you know, the, medis- the medication or you'll find some herbal remedies that actually create um, a more stable environment in your body. Yes, that would be great. Is that, does that relate to then the feminine, um, you know, obviously it's a problem it's a feminine thing because if testosterone, either testosterone is dominant or estrogen is right. is um, not there, or or maybe it's got to do with progesterone. But is it a feminine sort of the to become more feminine as well? Well, you know what I mean. Well, when I look at your mother, you know, she was very strong and powerful. So overusing her feminine energy in kind of a masculine way, 
versus there's a feminine way to be strong and powerful that doesn't require as much headbutting because that's what your mom did. You know, energetically, she shows me a lot of headbutting. (laughs) And and so I think that's what led to, you know, part of this interesting, interesting family dynamics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would do that exercise. To, um, and perhaps that may change some of our... Absolutely. You know, I, I believe that anything... Right. I believe anything right. can change at any moment. And a lot of it has to do with our belief system, the way we perceive ourselves. Uh, imagine chemicals, including hormones, are titrating and moving into your body at all kinds of interesting rates based on what we're thinking and feeling and how we've perceived our life. And so when you begin uh-huh. to change your thoughts and your belief system, then the chemicals also change. New chemicals start titrating into your body. Different ones end, mm-hmm. new ones begin. So, yes, yeah. absolutely. No, that makes sense. Is it possible my sister had it from quite an early age, like really strong symptoms? Yes. We we're, were theorizing she might have had it even maybe in the womb. Like yeah. my mom had problems around that time. Can you even pick it up? Yeah. I, you know, one of the things... When you're in the womb. Yeah, sure. You know, one of the things I... Or the tendency for it, you know. Um, one of the things I look at when I look at your sister is that the whole um, um, polycystic situation has been a lot sadder for her than for you. And so that makes her yeah. symptoms even more profound because it's something that she's really kind of stuck in thinking about and analyzing and trying to figure it out. And whenever we make something a problem in our life, it becomes a problem. So if we can look uh-huh. at something as if it's not a problem, more that it's a blessing or um, something of that nature, then it no longer becomes a problem and begins to react differently in our lives. Yeah, I've often wondered if that's why I, I have it a little bit less because I have a bit more of that attitude of... Yeah. I can heal it with my mind. But I'm she's, fine. she's very wrapped up in it. Yeah, she is, very yeah. wrapped up in and it, it makes her sad. Yeah. So perhaps yeah. teach her the exercise with your mom, you know, about creating some new creative visualizations about the relationship, um, and making it different, because your mother would love to help both of you out in this circumstance. And, and yep. let me know how it works out. Thank you. You're I, um, welcome. Can I- could I quickly ask you, I'm just about to take a full-time job. Do you think this job might be okay for me? I do, actually. I you know, the um, energy's a bit up and down, and I can't tell. Well, I, <laughs> One day I'm really excited, and one day I'm really sort of like, oh, this is dull. Um, yeah, I think it Sorry. is actually a good, um, it's going to help occupy you and get you off of some worry and some stress, which could be financial, I don't know. And, and then you'll be able yeah. to move your energies in other ways, because I think the job will not be exhausting. So I do think it is a good move. Okay. You'll have to let me know. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, uh, hello to sunny Australia and have a wonderful, wonderful, well, not too sunny right now because we're in opposite weather patterns, but um, <laughs> kind of cold, Australia. Have a wonderful day there. You too. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. So, Tom, we're going to go ahead and continue on in the phone lines. Okay. We've got uh, Robin on the line. She's calling all the way from Connecticut. Hi, Robin. Hi, Marie. How are you? I am so happy to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for calling. How's Connecticut? It's got to be hot there. No, it's really? actually been a little bit chilly. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, Seattle's really hot. I always, I would expect in the summer that Connecticut's going to be warm, but it's chilly for you. You never know. Never know. <laughs> what can I do for you tonight? Um, my most pressing question. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote Karen today. I said, I'd really like to talk to Marie and she's like April. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, my assistant Karen. Yes. Yeah. She's so just like, a love. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, my 16-year-old son, Joe, uh-huh. is 
going through some teenage things, and right. I can't tell if it's totally normal and fine and just let them go, or, I mean, sometimes I just feel like I'm freaking out and I have to do something radical, and if he's not okay. Well, you know, your son Joe is unusual. He's different than other teenagers. He's, he doesn't even think like... You know, of course, I don't live in Connecticut. You know, I can't imagine that Connecticut teenagers are too much different than Seattle teenagers. But your son doesn't think like a regular teenager. So I can understand your alarm because you're wondering, what the heck is he thinking? What's his next plan? What's he going to do next? He's difficult to read. You know, let's put it that way. Um, And and I do think that he also tends to get a little depressed. Um, And so... I don't see him doing anything over the top when I look at his activity. Is he at risk? Could he potentially? I think probably every teenager is at some point. And I would continue to give him the rules and and what's expected of him and that he needs to call you, even if it's midnight, if he happens to be out and about. Um, But I wouldn't worry too much. He's a unique kid. You know, that's the thing. He is, I feel, incredibly unique, incredibly wonderful. And that's... And I think, you know, all teenagers experiment with things, but I just felt like, you know, oh, my God, he's throwing away this incredible awesomeness that he has. No. Is he going to be ruined forever, (laughs) or does he just need the space? Well, I wouldn't give him too much space. I do think he needs some parameters, some reminders about, hmm, that's not such a good idea, or let's reevaluate this, or you need to be home by this particular time. I do think he, he needs some guidelines. But I don't see him ruining his life. Okay. Yeah. And and I would ask that you not think that way. I know. <laughs> because that's not going to help him, actually. I know. You know, he may go out in the world and and do things perhaps because you're, you know, sending some impulse of like, oh, my gosh, you're ruined, you know. And, and, and if he did it, it would just be like a one-time thing or a two-time thing because he's got good common sense, too. But he is, you know, he's got hormones racing in his body. He's excited. He's got a ton of energy right now, even though there is this underlying depression I sense about him. Um, I don't know it's beca- if, if it's because he is so unique and he feels maybe like the odd man out sometimes. Yeah, I think he is kind of sensitive. Um, and I don't really know, and, and unique, and I don't know, I kind of feel like he's an old soul, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's really a pretty materialistic little town here, and, you right. know, um, but I don't know, do you see anything that could help with depression? Well, in, I would, of course, ask that you at, ask a naturopath and, and get some herbs on board. You know, um, St. John's wort is one of them, but, you know, I, I wouldn't know dosages or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely ask a, a naturopathic physician or holistic medicine provider. And that's something that he would, you know, if he were going to do something, um, something that would provide for mild to moderate depression, because it's not a, a, a serious thing, but it, it is like this little gray cloud that hangs over him. Um, energetically that I see. And you know what will also help him enormously is if you stop worrying about him. I know that. So your job is to see him wonderful, happy, healthy, successful. That's your job. You know, and and until something drops in your lap that says completely the opposite of that, which has not happened, Mm -hmm. then that's your job is to see him the way you know he is and that he will be. Okay. Can you do that? 
I think I can. There's a great exercise. This comes from Esther and Jerry Hicks, one of their books. I think it's Ask and It Is Given. And it's it's the 17-second exercise where when you notice you're having negative thoughts, and in this case about your son, your job is to stop your mind and think of something completely unrelated that allows you to feel happy. And then feel happy for 17 seconds. 17 seconds of happy feeling will erase thousands of hours of negative thinking. <laughs> All right. It's a great tool. I've, I've used it for many, many years, and I found it to be very effective. Okay. That's but, wonderful. Good. And good luck with him. Give him a hug for me. He's, he's just adorable. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a wonderful evening. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. So tonight on the Marie Manu Cherry Show, we are talking about beliefs, and I will be teaching a class in Bellingham on Saturday at the Fairhaven Library on beliefs. We still have room in the class. And so when we're talking about the belief system, literally, we have beliefs that are very, very deep inside of our body. And, and maybe a belief is that I'm not lovable, or I'm dumb, or I'm fat, I'll never be successful, the world is cruel. And a lot of these beliefs are so repressed that we don't even acknowledge the fact that we have them. And part of the reason why we have no idea or no clue about these negative beliefs that live in our body is because most human beings think they know who they are. Most human beings have a perception of who they are, and it's incredibly limited because you are a limited being. So we get caught up in these limited perceptions. We think we know who we are, and then we don't dive deep enough to really examine some of our beliefs. I would recommend spending some time, I would recommend spending some time, um, taking deep breaths, like 15 minutes, taking some, you know, breathing in and out through the nose, just really concentrating on your breath. And if there's a situation in your life that you would like to reverse, but you would love to know what your core beliefs may be, go ahead and take some of those breaths and let yourself move inside so that you can unearth some of those beliefs. I think those are very important. And once you unearth them, like if you have one in your body that says, you know, relationships are hard, that's a belief system. And if it's a belief system, then you're going to attract relationships that are challenging and difficult. And you can start telling your conscious mind, relationships are easy. All of my relationships are effortless. And eventually, within a a fairly short period of time, the subconscious mind will go ahead and take that. The subconscious mind will go ahead and take that in and run that into your body and titrate it into your body. And you'll begin to have a completely different experience. So that's what we're talking about here on the Marie Manucherry Show. Um, one of my favorite things to do is teach, and I actually love this class. It's called Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life, and it truly, truly works. One of my um, friends a while back had had to move out of her big house when she got divorced and had to move in a much smaller home, beautiful neighborhood, gorgeous home, but she hated it. And she just kept complaining all the time about the house and and feeling really negatively about it and speaking negatively about this cute little house and this lovely neighborhood. And one day after she'd been in the home for about four years, she said to me, she goes, when am I going to get a new home? And I said, well, when you fall in love with the one that you have and begin to change your beliefs about what you can have in your life. About two months after that, she calls me on the phone crying, I love my house. I love my house. And about three months after that, she got a brand new big one. So if you think you have a problem in your life, it is a problem. And you're attracting more negative thinking and kind of stirring up some old negative beliefs. So it's very important to recognize there are really no problems in life. There are just many, many opportunities for us to heal all kinds of interesting circumstances in our life. And when we look at something as if it's not a problem, it ceases to become a problem, and then we can resolve it. We get to really have what we're wanting to create instead of working so hard to create something that our belief system doesn't believe that we deserve or that we can have. So it's very important to... Take assessment of your belief system. 
And the reason why I talk about the breath, the breathing in and the breathing out, is because when you move into the present moment, that's when your awareness kicks in. That's when your acknowledgement of yourself, your wisdom um, from multiple time-space realities is able to connect with you. So it's very important to take in breaths, find ways to center yourself, and allow yourself to be in the present moment because that's where all the delicious things are anyway. And that's usually when we discover there isn't a problem at all all. (laughs) When we are in the present moment, everything is absolutely delicious. So that's your homework when you're manifesting and when you're working on your belief system is to move inside, take these wonderful breaths, and allow yourself to connect to the awareness of life. And that's where the answers are. And that's when you'll discover some of your beliefs. Um, I I jotted down one of my mom's beliefs um, that she had when we were growing up. We grew up very poor. And uh, she kind of had maybe some more negative beliefs about people who were, you know, financially comfortable. And so our family actually kind of worried about having money, believe it or not. And so when my mom started to work on these belief systems, we changed our financial situation. And she began to think more positively about people who were comfortable financially. So it's important to pay attention to one's beliefs. So, Tom, why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? Okay. We've got Dan calling from Edgewood, Washington. Hi, Dan. Hi. Thanks. Um, for, hello, and thanks for waiting. Yes, thanks for taking my call, Marie. Sure. Um, the, the question I had uh, was with regard to my uh, career prospects. Um, right now I'm feeling uh, kind of boxed in and obstructed, and uh, I think I know what I want to do, um, but I'm having a hard time seeing, seeing my way forward from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you see any any <laughs> likelihood of of uh, a break of a breakthrough here? Well, what I see, and of course you'll have to let me know, but it looks like the choices that you have for jobs you don't like any of them. Is that true? Um. Yeah, yeah. For for a job, certainly. Yeah. Um, um. I ha- my 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 I have my dream, my avocation. Uh, it's just a little hard to manage from here. And and so, what's your dream? Well, uh, uh, working in the performing arts. I, I kept seeing music around you, but it's not music then, is it? What is it exactly? Uh, um, stand-up comedy. Oh, good for you. Nice. And and so why do you feel that your dream is not attainable? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of boxed in with a lot of family responsibilities. Right. I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad, though I'm almost never home. I, <laughs> I spend most of my time chauffeuring. Yeah, in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, and that has... In the in the past year, I spent a lot of time sitting in parking lots while kids were in classes that I had to drive them to, and doing a lot of writing. So I've you know I've written a lot of material, but I've I'm having a hard time finding uh, a venue mm-hmm. to break through. Mm-hmm. And so that means there's a belief inside of you that your creative endeavors, because you have put a lot of energy into this may not be successful because, you know, even society has these weird ideas that, you know, if you have a creative career, you're not going to make a lot of money or it's really challenging. And so a lot of human beings adapt to these belief systems that are societal. And and so when you look inside, what is your belief about being a successful stand-up comic? Um, I don't, I, I don't know what my belief is other than that it's the only thing I can do. It's the only, it's, it's, it's it's do or die. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm I'm 51 years old, right? And if I'm ever going to uh, t- to live ah. my dream, time to get started. 
Right. And so there's um, fear that, that it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I assume I just have to push through that. Um, yeah. I've been experiencing a lot of weirdness uh, around the throat chakra. Oh, good. I wondered if it was in some way relating good. To, to feeling that I was not singing my own song. Well, first of all, I would ask that you, you know, work on the fear. In other words, when you notice that you're in fear, do this 17-minute or 17-second exercise that I gave um, the person from Connecticut. Did you hear that one on the radio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you're afraid of something, that's what you're attracting, more of the same experience in fear, kind of almost um, massively expanded, quite frankly, because fear attracts fear, and it's a very heavy, kind of over-empowering energy. The throat chakra is all about your life path, by the way. It vibrates to the fifth layer of the field, the, your destiny. And when you speak your truth, people actually empower themselves. So it's it's excellent that you're feeling some shifts in your throat chakra. That could mean that you're becoming more and more empowered. And when I look at the kids, and I, I don't know how old your children are, but I do think that there could be a little bit more independence. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all t- they're, they're, they're all. Teenagers. Yeah, so you're over nurturing them. Hello, you know, yeah. and and so you'll have more opportunity to put the energy towards yourself or whatever it is that you want to create if you start to allow your children to be a little bit more empowered and not take care of every um, move. And I understand this from a personal perspective. I've <laughs> certainly over nurtured all my children. Uh, it's not a question of allowing; it's a question of browbeating. Okay, however you want to look at it. <laughs> Any way you want to look at it, it's mostly it's kind of like okay, the buck stops here. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing that anymore either. And you guys need to figure it out. And, and that's what I would recommend that you start doing. And 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 imagine what that will do for your power and your creative energies. That'll be phenomenal for you to have more time to go to a stage and audition for a comic club or some organization that's going on. And you have to get rid of this 51 year old thing. My life is washed up. Because we live for a very long time these days. You know, I'm almost 50 myself, I'm 47, and I just feel like there's an entire huge life ahead of me. And that's where I would love for you to be. That's a very old thought process and an incredibly old belief. People are creating new careers in their 50s and their 60s. And, and you have a jump start on it because you know what you want to do and you know what you love to do. But as long as you continue that phrase or that belief, it's do or die, yikes. You know, that's, that's what your energetic system is taking into your body, that, ooh, I better do this or I'm going to die. And yeah, yeah, I do feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then you have to change that. If you, um, you want to create what you desire in your life, you have to change the way you're feeling because what you're feeling is what you're creating. So you literally have to feel different. Like, here's a, um, a homework assignment. If you could look at that being a stand-up comic, you know, and the and the difficulties you've had in terms of being recognized, that it's not a problem. If you could start to see that it's not a problem, it's actually a gift in your life, it's teaching you something. Because whenever anything's a problem in our life, it's teaching us something. It's bringing our consciousness and awareness to some situation in our life. And when you notice that you're being hard on yourself about this or you get depressed or, oh my gosh, this is never going to work out, I want you to really appreciate that part of yourself, that part that's scared to death that part that feels like it's never going to happen. I want you to nurture, take that nurturing from the kids and put it on yourself because your kids are really doing great. You've done an excellent job raising them, by the way. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You've, you've done a great job. So does this make sense, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, um, getting, in, getting in the feeling space yeah. 
that I that I that I want to be the result. Yeah, absolutely, and that this is not a problem. As soon as you can look at that, this isn't really a problem. This is something. It's a problem because there's something you need to work on to heal yourself about. But there's, it's really, really not a problem. And if we can begin to look at the things that we have designed and and dedicated as problems as something other than that, then that's exactly what they become. They become incredible, wonderful life experiences. Great, great. And I really want you to keep me posted on this because this is exciting. I would love to come and watch you perform somewhere. I love comedy. Um, um, I would love for you to watch me perform somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So so think of that. Like, wow, you know, we could say it on the air that, you know, Dan's going to be performing somewhere and listeners from the Marie Manu Cherry Show go to watch you perform and we just all have a great time. So stay in the focus of it happening as if it's already here, how happy you feel about it and get out of the energy of the problem. Make it not a problem. Fall in love with yourself and nurture yourself when you're worried about it. Okay, well, talking to you has helped me put that myself in that space at this moment. Wonderful. And, and you know, this will be archived. Um, and I love that siren in the background because whenever we get extra noises, it means we really need to pay attention <laughs> to something. And, um, and so listening to positive thinking helps you shift your energy this will be archived on my website you can listen to it as many times as you need to great okay thank you very much you're welcome and keep me posted okay all right bye-bye bye-bye so we're going to go ahead and take a little break here on the marie manu cherry show and when we come back we'll talk about beliefs we'll be right back with marie manu cherry show Marie is excited to announce that she will be venturing into the wilds of Wyoming to speak at the 6th Annual Teton Wellness Festival the weekend of October 11th. Marie will present the Energy Medicine Experience on Saturday, October 11th at 2 p.m. at the Snow King Resort. For those of you in the Wyoming area, join Marie for this creative, comprehensive, and educational experience about energy medicine. For more information, please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website at www.energyintuitive.com where there's a direct link to the Teton Wellness Festival website. Change Your Beliefs, Change Your Life will be taught August 16th at the Bellingham Public Library, Fairhaven Branch, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Our lives are a reflection of our beliefs. Beliefs live deep in the human body and many people have an unconscious connection with their belief system. What would it be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are saying to you day in, day out? Most human beings have negative beliefs and have no idea what their belief system is telling them day after day. Imagine what it would be like if you discovered what your true beliefs are. And imagine if you could change negative beliefs into positive, empowering beliefs. This class will show you how. This exciting new class has gotten rave reviews, and here's what some class participants are saying. This class is eye-opening. I had no idea what my beliefs were, and now I feel empowered to change them. It was fun to see and almost humorous how we can rationalize our beliefs. I appreciated the tools needed to change them. Space is limited. Registration by phone is available at 425-825-5671 or on the web at www.energyintuitive.com. The Marie Manucheri Show is streamed live over the internet. So if you have friends or family members living outside of the Seattle area, wanting answers to life's questions, encourage them to listen to the show and to call into the show to talk with Marie. If you are interested in receiving guidance on an issue in your life, call Marie locally at 
373-5527 or toll free at 1-877-825-8828 for her insight into your situation. Don't touch that dial. You might miss something life-changing. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. And welcome back to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. I'm Marie. I'm taking your calls live here in Seattle. And we have someone on the phone. So why don't we go to the phone lines, Tom? Okay, we've got uh, Lisa calling from Sandwich. I love the name of this place, Sandwich, <laughs> Massachusetts. Great. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for taking my call tonight. Of course. It's my pleasure. What can I do for you? Well, actually, it's very similar to a, the earlier call that you had. I'm concerned about my 13-year-old child. Okay. Um, we're in the process of moving, uh-huh. and it's in order for two reasons. One, my husband obtained a new job, so it will be easier. And for congratulations. Him. Thank you. It looks like a great job. Yeah. It's, it's, we've been self-employed for over 25 years. Wow. We decided finally um, after, you know, 9-11 and then different things happening within the business, it's almost like... The powers that be had to rip everything out from under us so that he would actually go and um, look for another job. And it just offered him so, so much more in life. So that's great. But we miss him so much because he has to travel more. A and, lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot. And so we decided to be able um, to see him more so that he can come home to us every night to move. And in the process, it's allowed me to be able to let my kids go to this amazing school. It's, um, I actually heard about it through Abraham. Oh, wonderful. Like two years ago, and then wow. all of a sudden, lo and behold, we're moving to that area. I'm like, ah, oh, there's, no, there's no coincidence here. Good and, um, manifesting. Yeah, really great. But my <laughs> yeah. concern is, is that my 13-year-old and my 9-year-old, they're mm-hmm. both been in a traditional school system right. for their entire process, and they're not traditional learners. Right. They're very different. Which is great. Which is great, and I embrace that, but I'm tired of them being put on... IEPs and, you know, being told that they have ADD, which they don't, and right. that I have to put them on Ritalin. And in fact, mm. my 13-year-old, I put him on Ritalin, mm-hmm. and he developed auditory migraine. Mm. It was it was a very bad side effect. Mm-hmm. And so it taught, he's been such a blessing in my life because he's taught me so much. But my problem is, is he's 13 <clears throat> years old. He does not want to move. He does right. not see the benefit of going to this new school, right. even, even though his mom's belief, <laughs> my belief, is that it's going to be great for him. I think it will be great for him, and guess what? He doesn't get to choose. I know. And He's like, 13. How do you, right. How do, you do, how do you deal with the different beliefs within a family? Like, my belief in being the mom and really the center of my household yeah. is that this is really great for us, and, and he is just 13. He's 13. But, but I don't want him to be, in, like, this summer, he's broken his hand twice. Oh. Because I think he has so much anger. Yeah. Feels it. And, you know, I know we manifest our own sure. situation. And I've been having a lot of pain in my... And guilt. You know, yeah. I, I think if you can break away from the guilt, you know, I talked a little bit about over-nurturing our children, and you're also a prime example of that. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I look at our kids, and my kids are a little bit older than yours, and, and sometimes they just feel so entitled because we have given them so much, and we worry so much about their emotions, and I think that's very important to be aware, present, loving parents. But then, okay, this is not an option for him. You're moving. He, I think you almost need to just stand firm. Sorry, this isn't an option. We're moving. Dad's got a great job. You're going to a great school. And in the future, you don't have to ever put your kid on a medication unless you want to. Right. You know? I, oh, I, yeah, I, I battled against that for four years. And, and, and I understand the school system sometimes says, hey, if he's not medicated, he can't come to school. Right. I, I understand that's been a big problem in, in traditional schooling. But I think he's going to do great in the school. He is going to be mad. In fact, 
he looks like he's going to be pissed for like months after you get there. But oh, well. And and that's the kind of the the place that you need to hold that we're doing this for the family. It's great for dad. We're going to be financially comfortable. You get to go to a better school and you just need to buck up and get with the program. It's almost if you stop putting so much energy and worrying about him, he'll stop acting out. It's like he's taking advantage a little bit of your guilt. Okay. And this Go ahead. I can totally see that yeah. Be- because I want to do what's right for him. He's been through a lot with the school systems, and, and you know, I he's taught, like I said, he's taught me a lot after he went through the whole situation with the Ritalin. I started seeking out other natural ways of helping him, and it's Wonderful. opened up a whole world for me of natural medicines and energy healing, and, and it's just been amazing for my path, but I want to be able to provide him a real wonderful foundation for you are you you absolutely are you're loving you're compassionate you listen you care about him and this wonderful you know ability to move you know wherever are you guys moving across country where are you moving no we're only moving an an hour and a half away oh perfect he can still visit his friends it feels like cross country so your family must be like really excited about it (laughs) i am i actually have an identical twin sister and we're moving to the same town where she oh great yeah so for me it's like we're 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 actually married twins, so we're we're reconnecting, oh. and we haven't lived together since you know we were eighteen years old, and I'm in my mid forties, so um, it's just going to be so great to be so close to her again. So, well, well, here's the here's one thing that you can look at whenever you're starting to feel guilty again, and I want you to just acknowledge, you know, for, to yourself, acknowledge the fact that that you do tend to feel guilty when it comes to your kids, and you're, you don't need to feel that. That's just an old family dynamic. It's, it's, you're a wonderful parent. You've, you are a great provider for your kids, I mean, emotionally, spiritually, and financially as well with the, the home business that you've had for years. And, um, and, and so if you can, you know, when you start to feel guilty, you remind yourself, wow, we're moving to a really great place that has a school that the Abraham Hicks people talked about. Amazing. And I, we get to live, the kids get to spend time with their auntie, Wow. Not to mention the fact that it's only an hour and a half away from friends that he could potentially spend time with them without getting on an airplane. So there are so many positives that completely outweigh his negative. Exactly. And you and I think if you can hold that and remind you, he'll eventually stop complaining. But you're right. He is mad. He is a little pissed. And I guess I can say that on the air because I've said it twice now. (laughs) Um, But that's just how I feel. Like if he and I were even having a conversation, he would just be so mad at me right now. Right. Exactly. And And it's so it's so foreign to his personality. He's he's, he usually has so much empathy and, and understanding with different situations, but this situation he's not able to get around. But I, I will just hold myself firm because, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I totally I totally understand what you're saying. And he's very lucky that he gets to get angry because that's a normal emotion and he can yell and scream or hit pillows, hopefully in his bedroom with the door closed, <laughs> you know. But, so he's very fortunate that he gets to express his feelings. But after, you know, like right now, I feel like it's we're at a period of time now where he needs to go do that in his room or in the basement or in the backyard and not continue to affect the entire family because you you guys are all doing everything you can to make this situation a celebration which it really is a fabulous move i just actually have one more question for you um this path that i'm on right now is is, um i've been taking energy healing classes and shamanic healing when you you talk about beliefs and you know family beliefs um i have some very strong family beliefs from my father um that this is you know, when you call it woo-woo stuff, yeah. like, it is so not acceptable. <laughs> and and I know that from my mom's side, like, she 
if she was still with us, she would totally be embracing this with me. Right. But how, like, how did, how do you get beyond the woo-woo, like, and, and be able to embrace it and stand in that place and let go of the beliefs that are, I'd really feel are holding me back? Right. Well, you have to not care what your dad thinks, number right. one. Right. You have to, you know, you, you know it makes you happy. It's changed your life. You know, it's, it, you know, even studying the holistic medicine that you have for your son has opened up a world from you. When you talk about energy medicine, I can feel your joy. And, and you use that energy in your home for your entire family. Your husband loves it. Yeah. So I, I, I would not worry about, and, and notice we're kind of on the same theme, like you're, you've been worried about your son, so you've been feeling guilty. Then you worry about your dad's thoughts or opinions of you, and you want him to love you and appreciate you. And your father, and, and I mean no disrespect, by the way, he's limited in his ability to be very loving. I, I think you've reached the pinnacle mass of his ability to love you or anyone else. Mm-hmm. So to expect that he's going to be more loving, I don't think is very realistic. Mm-hmm. And he certainly could become more of a loving person, but he's not doing any inner work to allow that to occur. And that's what it would take for him to be more loving, more appreciative of you. Correct. Correct. So, uh, so I think you have to stop worrying about what people think of you. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yes. That, yeah. That, that if you have an exercise, because I've been doing with the throat chakra. Good. The exercise that you talk about with talking to the blank wall. Yeah. Not as much as I should, but I, I've been, I love that exercise. I think that's such a powerful exercise. Right. Is there something else that you would recommend in order for shifting beliefs along, like to get rid of old family beliefs? Yeah. Well, well what I'm coming to is this whole thing about not being concerned with what people think of you. Okay. And, and so if you could even tell yourself, it's okay how, what people think of me. It's perfectly fine that they think of me in this in this way. I'm going to focus on what I think of myself, that you're one. Because like right now, your, your son's mad at you. You can get focused on, oh my gosh, he's mad at me. How can I get him to love me again? And of course, he loves you very, very much. It's like, it's not taking it personally. Allowing people to have their experiences and their feelings and allowing yourself to have your feelings and not letting one be dependent upon the other. Because it truly doesn't matter. And, and that's the nice thing that we're changing about our society is we're not getting caught up in old belief systems. Um, one of the things um, the news has been talking about is how young people in their 30s are not thinking about working for one company for 45 years or whatnot. They're actually wanting to work. They want to have fun and they want to enjoy themselves. And so co- organizations and companies are working harder to keep their 30-whatever-year-old people in in their corporations. And I think it's wonderful that the 30-year-olds are not going to be just okay with a 9-to-5 job that they don't like for 35 years to make everybody happy. And, and so that's what you're doing, too. You're learning to um, not be affected. That's your job. So do a flip switch exercise when you're feeling like, oh, my gosh, someone doesn't like me or someone doesn't love me. And at, when you do that, that 17-second exercise that I spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. when you do that, then other people who will appreciate you, love you, value what you do, and be grateful for the way your mind works and how you're living your life will show up. Well, thank you. I, I just love your show. I thank think you. that you have such amazing insight. And I just wish that I lived closer to you so I could take your classes in person. Oh, thank you. And maybe someday you'll fly to Seattle and stay in, in the hotel downtown and take some classes. I would love to. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Marie. Safe okay. moving. And don't worry about your son. He's fine. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. And, and so here we go back to beliefs again. When we believe that in order to be loved, we need to impress upon or somehow um, let people accept us for the way we are, we're truly limiting ourselves or the way we they want to believe that we are. Um, I have this little situation with my own adult children in my own family. Um, 
you know, maintaining my own self-preservation about what I feel about myself and letting them be okay with what they feel and, uh, and not letting what they think about me affect me. And I'm sure my children have those very same things as well. And we all do. We all have these challenges where we feel affected by what people think about us. And it doesn't matter. It only matters what you think about yourself. That's the most important thing um, in terms of that. So why don't we go ahead, Tom, and go to the phone lines again. Okay, we've got Nancy calling us from Newcastle, Washington. Hi, Nancy. Hi, how are you? Great. Well, I'm pretty close to you because, you know, we're in South Bellevue. So you're just... I know that. And it's like, and I, I was just listening to the other gal and it's like, well, lucky me, I do get to attend your classes, <laughs> workshops. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate so, that. Well, I, I couldn't be happier to do that. And so usually I call about myself, but this is kind of about me. But Mike, I took kind of the cue from what the other gal said. And if sure. I could just brief about it. My son is um, getting away, getting ready to go away to college in just a couple of days. And congratulations! It, oh yes, <laughs> but he's flip flopping back and forth. Yeah, he's Once so cute. He You've talked to me about that. He's adorable. I mean, I've talked to you about how cute he is. <laughs> but he well, is so that. cute. That's true. <laughs> he's adorable. Oh my gosh. Okay, so he he's flip flopping and driving you nuts. Yes, because he, he's going to go, and then he says he doesn't think he should go. And, uh-huh. and, and so I know that, you know, there's a lot of big change. He'll be by himself, you know, a little bit further away. And um, Will he and, be in the state still? I'm sorry? Will he still be no. in Washington State? No, he'll be in Montana. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a little far. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think he has to go. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm kind of being a little tough here on the Marine Manager show today Please. about... About our children. And yeah, I think he needs to go. I, I, here's what's happening. And this is what, what happens, I think, as, as kids, you know, mature and get, get close to that college age. It's like all of a sudden they really start appreciating their parents and they kind of move into this place. Like, dang, I've had it really good. And now I have to go off by myself. I got to learn how to do laundry. I've got to go to a cafeteria yeah. for food. And here, here's the deal. Worst case scenario, he can come home. Yes. You know, he can yes. do a quarter or a semester. If he doesn't like and come home, he can go to community college and then transfer to a local university if he wants to. But this agreement was made quite a while ago. And this is something that he actually wanted is what I'm picking up on. Oh. Is that true? I mean, you tell me because it's your life. Is that true? Did he want to go out of state? Yes, he did. Yes. He yeah, because I see him like begging about it. Like, mm-hmm. come on, I really want to go. I really want to go. Mm-hmm. So guess what? He gets to go. Yes, <laughs> because if when only I only he could remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's your job w- with your wonderful yeah. memory to remind him. Hello, you asked for this. You're now an adult, and you're making adult decisions. And we've already invested our time, our energy, our resources, and you're flying to Montana in a couple weeks or whatnot. And because um, when I look at your intuition, I think you feel like he's going to be just fine. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. It's that. It's that initial. Um, it's the, the initial, well, it's like getting hooked into his energy. Right. And, and I think that, for me, is my challenge. And I, it, I, to the point where I think he plays me one way because he's, he's, my daughter carries a different energy and he reacts very different with her. Sure. And, 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 he, so, and he's a boy. And boys and moms have really unique relationships, mm-hmm. um, lovely, wonderful, unique relationships. And I just see him even batting his eyelashes at you like, Mom, I really don't want to go anymore. And he knows you believe in intuition. So he's, this, he's thinking, oh, she's going to pick up that I'm getting an intuitive hit and I don't need to go to Montana. But your intuition, and I would trust a mother's intuition because I think it's incredibly profound, your intuition then is that he's fine and this would be good for him. 
And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he won't like the first 10, 15, maybe 20 days. But after that, I think he's going to do just fine. Okay. Yeah. Does Thank he, you for that. You're welcome. Does he like the mountains? Um, like snowy, you know, snow I, things? I, you know, he skied in the past, and mm-hmm. so I'm just going to trust that he's going to get right back into it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I, at this point, it's, it, it has got to be every person for themselves once I, I you know, <laughs> take care of him and get him settled, you know, help, help him get himself settled. Yeah. You know, it, it just feels like it, it's definitely his time. I absolutely um, agree. It's his okay. time and it's your time. Yeah. And, and and he's he's actually, he, my daughter's heading for college, of course, in about a month as well. And tomorrow's the first full orientation day at, at um, the University of Washington. And I've been trying not to smile too big at home because oh. I'm really excited that I get to have the house to myself for periods yes. of time because all my kids will be in college. Uh-huh. And, and I feel the same from you. And I think your son is catching you smiling. He's like, dang, she's not even going to miss me. And of course yeah. you will. Of course oh, you will. Right. But, but but I I that's the one thing I guess if I if I could ask one more question sure. so what I see by his stepping out and my trusting that he's going to be okay and and he's 22 he he's, he's fine be he's been you know, for 4 years but I guess I feel that for me it feels like there's an opening for me as well. I completely agree because taking care of our children takes a tremendous amount of energy, just like when I was talking to Dan and mm-hmm. he wants to start this wonderful career, yet he's over-nurturing his children and we only have a certain amount of energy that we pull into our body. We can certainly pull in extra, those of us like yourself who are working you know, diligently at moving energy in our bodies with consciousness, mm-hmm. we can certainly pull in more. But, you know, when you're allocating a huge amount to young people in your life, then that's where it goes. And Mm -hmm. so when they can fly out the door, then you get to have more opportunities, more potential options in your life. So this is a win-win. I even feel even more convinced now that I know he's 22 and not 18. Mm -hmm. And um, so absolutely, this is really good for him. And you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I I guess, yeah, I, I will be having a big... Cheshire cat grin. Yeah, you sure. will. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and I will we'll just be holding our smells kind of behind the bathroom door so that nobody exactly. knows that we're... Right. And, and it's actually healthy, I think, for parents to celebrate their children moving out in the world and creating new venues so that you can also create new venues for yourself. It's a win-win yeah. for everyone involved. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. So we're talking about beliefs on the Marie Menu Cherry Show, and I just want to... Um, um, next month in September, I'm going to have Dr. Pajari back on the air with us. She's gracing us with her presence. Dr. Pajari is also listed in the um, Seattle Metropolitan Top Doctors for 2008. So she's th- actually the beginning of the article is all about her and her practice. Um, and, and here she's listed as a naturopathic medicine. She's actually an internal medicine, but has a degree in holistic medicine. So she'll be in the studio. We haven't figured out on the date yet in September, but of course I'll let you know and we'll have it posted on the website and you'll be able to call in and ask, her, ask Dr. Pajari, Astrid Pajari, any questions you have about your health and, and she and I will do the best we can to deliver the, the best advice we possibly can. So when it comes to beliefs, what's most important is to figure out what they might be. And the way you do that is you sit with yourself. And my favorite thing to do is to actually just sit and breathe for like 15 minutes through my nasal cavity. So not with my mouth. I'm a mouth breather. So it's like a little challenging for me to breathe with my nose. But I notice that I'm able to quiet my mind. And you want to keep the breath continuous. A lot of times people stop their breath. They hold their breath. Um, Human beings are not great at maintaining a healthy breath cycle. 
So you want to go ahead and breathe in and out through the nose, continuous breathing with the question, like, what is my belief about love or about careers, about money, about my children, about the world? Because these beliefs are what are secretly moving and vibrating inside your body and directing the energy that you're wanting to manifest in your life and to co-create. And once you come up with the belief, many of them can be shocking. I have been shocked by some of the beliefs that I have you know, unearthed in my essences. Um, Usually they're not at all what we would expect. And again, most people have a limited perception of who they are, but yet they think they know who they are. And believe me, everyone is amazing, incredible, talented, gifted, um, spectacular individual. And so clearly the beliefs that we, or the perception we have of ourselves, most of us, it doesn't extend into that type of arena. So if you think you know yourself, mm, you probably don't. Just like I didn't know I was a woo-woo lady or intuitive until um, about 10 years ago, I had absolutely no idea. And I thought for sure I knew who I was. And this makes it fun to self-discover, to really get to know yourself well, to allow yourself to expand. And once you figure out what a belief is, then you can begin to through a mantra, through affirmations, tell yourself the truth. Like imagine if you have a belief inside of yourself that you can't trust anyone. It may be difficult to create relationships. You may not be able to bond deeply with individuals. Maybe you choose situations unconsciously that create um, more manifestation that that belief is true. Like you go into a job situation and you have a dramatic situation with your boss or coworkers. That would validate that you can't trust anyone. And, and so once you recognize this belief, then you can create a new one. Like, wow, wonderful people are in my life. And I can trust people that come in my life. I've got good intuition. I make good decisions. And that's something that you could just rotate in your head throughout the day. No one needs to know that you're thinking this. And when you feel yourself getting triggered, if there is a trust situation, I'm using this as an example, because I think a lot of people actually have this. <laughs> um, when you are in a situation and you're, again, being confirmed that you can't trust anyone, go ahead and love that part of yourself, that part that feels scared that there aren't people out in the world to trust, that there's no one really there for you. Because that's not true. It's just a belief. And beliefs create a reality. And when you change your belief system, when you nurture yourself and acknowledge where you are in your belief system, that means that you create a lack of a problem. It's no longer a problem anymore. You allow expandedness and you begin to change the chemical connection that titrates in your body. In your brain, your neurotransmitters actually titrate um, chemicals based on your belief system and they recreate patterns and outcomes over and over and over again. So your job is to change all that, to make it different. Recognize there are no real problems. Embrace them. Embrace yourself as you are in the middle of one and love yourself. And, um, and then create new belief systems. So, Tom, we were working on some of your beliefs a little bit last week. H- how's it going? Uh, I've been working on it. Yeah. But, I mean, no. Not yet. Not, uh. not yet. There's no. <laughs> the shift hasn't quite happened Ooh, yet. So. I think he's coming along. Did you hear what he said out there in the listening world? He said the shift hasn't the happened. Shift, yes. And, and so notice he's recognizing that there is going to be a shift. Oh, there will be. Yes. He, <laughs> I like that. Tom is changing his belief system right here live in Seattle. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm under the microscope, like everybody gets to see. Well, it's it's great to be an example. The evolution of me. Yeah. (laughs) It's great to be an example and to allow that to happen. And we all, all of us are excited to see the shift in you. And I can actually feel it in your energy. Like you're like, yeah, I think I can be different. I can have a different outcome. It can happen. Oh, yeah. Right. And so that means it's it's moving into your belief system. You're creating a new chemical reaction. And pretty soon, it's going to manifest very differently in front of your eyes. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, 
It's wonderful. So I want to thank everyone for listening at the Marie Manuteri Show tonight here in Seattle. We're live Thursday nights between 7 and 8 o'clock. You can hear a recording of this next Thursday at noon. And they're also playing um, recordings from the Marie Manuteri Show, different ones, on, on Wednesday afternoons between 1 and 2. So you can listen to that um, on KKNW. It's streamed live on my, also on my website. And for those of you who are taking the class in Bellingham, I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. And we have a class next Wednesday at the Marriott Residence Inn. It's called Bridging World. So I'll be talking to people's um, family members who have passed over and teaching about how to connect to the multisensory field so that everyone can talk to their loved ones. Have a wonderful evening. Joyful blessings. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW Seattle, and KWJZ 98.9 FM, Digital HD3 Seattle.